The travel experience is powered by all of you. Welcome to Powering Travel, brought to you by Expedia Group. I'm Sally Smith. And I'm Brandon Earhart. Together, we'll explore how experts are evolving the industry and discover the latest trends in hospitality. So bypass that rental car counter, your convertible is waiting. Powering Travel is next. Welcome back to another episode of Powering Travel. Today, we're covering a topic that might feel mysterious to a lot of people, but we're talking to an expert who can help break it down. Influencer marketing can really help grow marketing strategies beyond conventional ways. Now, Brandon, I know you weren't able to make the interview because you were moving, but I am interested to hear your thoughts and perspective on the conversation as I feel like I learned quite a bit. Yes, a key benefit of being on the show is I get to listen to the interviews. Even the ones I'm not a part of because I was moving, unanimous bottom three activity you can do as an adult is moving. So not only was I bummed to miss the conversation, I was also doing something so incredibly unpleasant. Influencer marketing, a really cool topic. And I think it's one that the industry partially understands. Influencers, almost like that's a pejorative in some ways, in some contexts where it's like, oh, it's a bad thing to be an influencer. Actually, it's really cool. If you give me two reviews and one of them is written and one of them is something I can engage with on Instagram or TikTok or via a blog, I am going the second route 10 times out of 10. It is such a more in-depth and relatable review that you understand context. You know who the person is, what they like, what they don't like, what they're really generally about. And you can say, hey, does this map to what my interests are? And so I think we should lean into this as an industry. And we jump into a lot of cool topics today. So let's not waste any more time. We are joined today by Jade Broadus, the Vice President and Creative Director at Travel Mindset, a niche marketing agency that specializes in influencer marketing for the tourism and lifestyle industry. From overall creative strategy to social media and influencers, online and offline activations, and every little decision in between, Jade helps develop the most engaging and innovative marketing campaigns. With her team, Travel Mindset has managed and executed more than 800 marketing campaigns for clients such as country, state, and city DMOs and CVBs from all over the world, Fairmont Hotels, Accor Hotels, Virgin Atlantic, Celebrity Cruises, and many more. In addition to Travel Mindset, Jade herself is an influencer and is the CEO of Vagabond3, an award-winning travel blog with over 150,000 followers. Jade has quite an impressive background in this space, and I'm excited for our audience to listen in. So Jade, I'm very excited to chat with you today because I think what you do and what you specialize in is very fascinating. And I often get a lot of questions about this type of marketing from partners across the industry. So I am excited to learn a lot from you today. And I think our listeners are too. I'm stoked to be here, so I can't wait. Well, let's start out with, if you could tell us a little bit about travel mindset. What do you specialize in? What type of clients do you support? I would love to learn a bit more. Yeah. So travel mindset is is kind of a unique beast in the industry because we are one of the only influencer marketing agencies that specialize in the travel industry. Since 2013, before influencer was even a word people were using all the time, you know, you had bloggers and vloggers and, you know, thought leaders on Twitter and stuff. Uh, Pinterest had just kind of exploded at that time. And then it just quickly shifted where we started introducing these writers on location, but 
bloggers on location, traveling to the destination, creating content for the destination, and then just have kind of morphed as the industry has changed, which I think is really great for all of our clients because we have all of this different experience with different types of clients and kind of the evolution of influencers. And, and now with TikTok and Instagram reels, it's just really, it's a fun industry to be in. It's really changing all the time. I agree. Just hearing you talk about the early days made me think about how long I've been on social media and how different things have been. I'm curious to know, what do you think the difference between a brand having an engaging content strategy on social media versus partnering with an influencer to promote on their behalf? Yeah. So I think you have to have both, but when an influencer promotes for you, you're getting that third-party recommendation. You're getting the trust that the influencer has with their audience. Before we even go any further, I think we should define an influencer, right? For me and for us, an influencer is a person who has the power to affect the purchase decisions of others. It all goes back to that trust. You know, you have to think if you're watching someone drop their kid off at school or talk about the next round of vaccines or talk about, you know, just any of the struggles of daily life and they trust what they say with those products, then they're also going to trust what they say if they're flying to a new destination and they say it's safe to go to, or they're picking, you know, Fairmont hotels over another brand because their loyalty is with them. You're going to get that third-party trust. That's different than something you're going to find on on a review site like TripAdvisor that you don't know the person. This is someone that you follow throughout their entire life. So that trust is, is then given to your brand. It's very interesting and true. What does behavior with social influencers look like when it comes to planning and engaging in travel? Have you seen anything change post-pandemic? Because to your point, you have people you follow, whether it be on Instagram or Facebook or whatnot. And yes, you're a part of their daily lives. You're interacting with their content. But when they do travel, what behavior do you see or do you follow as far as being you know, inspired and then to purchase that travel or that trip? Yeah, I think it's changed a lot since the pandemic, just based on like safety measures. And especially as we were kind of coming out of that, I think people were looking to influencers to do it first, <laughs> you know, like almost be the guinea pigs of, okay, well, exactly how difficult is it to go to Europe? You know, like that testing back to get into the United States, like, is it worth it? Like what happens if you test positive? And, and really just watching those people like live through those kind of situations. Now that that guinea pig situation is, is kind of dying down, you really just have people wanting to get out and explore. And so where, where are these influencers choosing to go now that they can go? I think we've seen a, a lot of the influencers that we work with are, are really getting more more into the brand loyalty. If they've been to a destination before that they they loved and they found, you know, that was safe to travel to before, well, they're going to go back. And being able to say like why I chose to go back to this destination again or why I chose this airline again for my first overseas trip is really resonating with audiences and just kind of building that loyalty even more between them. Well, I think it's interesting what you mentioned too about the guinea pigs and traveling. I absolutely experienced that. A lot of my friends were following influencers, yes, that were traveling abroad last summer. 
And they were getting kind of that raw, unfiltered what it's like, right? Versus trying to search on a website here or there, or read through restrictions or whatnot. They were seeing it, watching the videos and getting, you know, getting to put themselves in the shoes quickly on, okay, what's it going to be like for me if I buy that ticket and I go? Um, so I think it's really interesting that you called that out. Well, yeah. And, you know, it's funny because for hotels, for example, so many hotels came out with their like their clean pledge, right? Like they were all doing this new cleaning procedure. And what did that actually look like when you were at the property? If no housekeeping is coming in and you're staying at a five-star property, like does that change the experience? It's so glossy, right? You don't actually know what that looks like once you're on property. And I'd rather kind of see it through the eyes of of someone else <laughs> first uh, before I choose to, to spend all of the money to have that experience. All right, excellent couple of first points there. The cleaning piece touched such a nerve with me. I think that there was this huge push to like drive confidence to the traveler by pairing with a brand and saying, oh, we're partnered with Lysol or we're partnered with Clorox. And that is nice, but it does not answer the question, how clean is the property today? And that is the kind of information you can get from someone on property and even better if they're doing it uh, through a video medium like Instagram or TikTok. So I thought that was like an incredible point that she made because guest experience is also something that, you know, Expedia Group's focused on heavily. We're really pivoting into something called the traveler experience, which answers the question, how well can we predict your stay, your future stay based on the past stays and the millions of data points we have? And it turns out really well. So if you think about pairing kind of a traveler experience score that someone would experience on a site with something with a visual medium, and you're gonna have all of the answers that you need to be really, really confident uh, when you show up on property. Sally, what's your take here? Am I off base? <laughs> I, I think you're totally right, Brandon. I think it's interesting to think about when these influencers are on property or traveling, what is the accuracy of their experience compared to some of the marketing materials and photos and videos that you may have on your website or on your other social media platforms? How do they compare? Because that's gonna be very telling to the traveler if they are following these influencers. What's great is that in this next section, Jade is gonna talk about a couple ways to activate these influencers and how they can partner with your marketing goals and what you want to achieve and the message that you wanna tell in a really impactful way. So stay tuned for that. The thing that I wanna come back to is when we think about influencers, and I talked about this in the open, it being like a pejorative and people saying, oh, they just want a free stay. Actually, it's a way better representation of your property to have something through a visual medium than just a review. Largely, these are people that are out trying to spread the good word of travel and trying to introduce people to new properties. Um, and it's a business. There's a way that businesses can be successful and also help travelers find your property, find your car rental agency, find whatever line of business that you work in. So let's hop into that. You know, how do you capture the types of travelers you're looking to attract for your business, whether it's families or pet friendly or whatever it might be? What's the best way for folks to go about choosing um, the right partnership? Yeah. So I'd say start with your goals first, like before you even think about the type of influencer. You know, if you've never worked with an influencer before, what do you need them to do for you? So like some of our clients just need 
new content with fresh, you know, maybe diverse faces, using influencers can be a great thing. And your strategy and success level, everything will be monitored by how much content was created. But if you need to book a hotel room (laughs) or you want a certain flight sold that maybe is underperforming, you really need to pick an influencer that has those results already in a similar field. So a lot of influencers could maybe sell, you know, a $75 t-shirt, but can they make someone actually purchase the $500 hotel room? Really start looking at the content. Like, is it the type of content that you're, you know, if you're a luxury brand, you would attract luxury travelers and then start digging into the analytics. So there's a ton of different kind of influencer marketing platforms or discovery tools, and they're all great for looking at like the raw data. But the thing that those platforms cannot tell you are all of those engagement. So you really have to still, there's like a huge manual process to this. You probably need a dedicated person to handle your influencer marketing because it's hours of time (laughs) of vetting and then, you know, negotiating the contracts, setting an itinerary, um, all of that stuff. Well, I think it's good to be realistic and share that because, you know, as someone that looks through social media, also when I'm looking for inspiration, it it can even just feel overwhelming because there's so much content out there. So hearing you say you need to be purposeful, you need to set your goals, work backwards, whatever it might be. I think that's really important for everyone to know, to make sure they're partnering with the right, with the right people to achieve the goals. Yeah. And even like since the pandemic, I would say the creator space, influencer space in general has exploded. You know, when TikTok launched, and it's no algorithm algorithm, anyone who had five followers could have videos that were going viral. And now even with Instagram reels, kind of Instagram just wanting to change to not really being a photo platform anymore, the influencers who once had, you know, maybe a lot of attention and a lot of reach with their photo posts, they're not being seen anymore. So I think another big differentiator with with specifically travel influencers, because Technically, someone who loves food, well, if they're choosing to go somewhere new, they're a travel influencer too, right? They're in the culinary space. They love, you know, you're going to follow them and potentially book a trip to New Orleans or New York or, you know, Columbia, South Carolina. They have an amazing pimento cheese trail, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Shout out to Columbia. I love your pimento (laughs) cheese. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're huge into like the Southern food scene, like you you need to go to Columbia and you might need that more food influencer to kind of convince you of the why. The big difference we're seeing is a lot of the more travel specific influencers, they still have blogs. And that is a big difference because they know SEO. They know like the long game of all of this. Their posts are probably ranking on the first page of Google and I think that deliverable should not be underestimated, um, especially if, like, say you're, um, you know, you're a vacation homeowner and you find that there's one girl I'm thinking of off the top of my head, Bond Traveler. She does like, California specific stuff. She does tons of like the top Airbnbs in this location or the top VRBOs in this location. And her posts are always first page of Google. So if you have a vacation home rental and you, in that area, you would be really smart to partner with her 
to get on that list because people are trusting her recommendations and not just on social, right? Like through Google, like when they're actually probably booking the property. That's really interesting. And a lot of questions come from what you just said too, because when I was researching travel mindset, you have some really powerful statistics. Some of them you've shared, right? That that potential travelers are 71% more likely to make a decision based on social media referrals and that influencer marketing generates 13X more ROI than traditional forms. So a question came up, how do you know it's worked? And you've mentioned a couple of things, right? Of what you want to ask someone before you partner with them. How do things turn into sales? How are people engaging on their site? But for people that might be hesitant or overwhelmed or just uncertain about what the ROI is going to be, how do you make them feel comfortable in driving a strong return? Yes. So first we always just like to have that conversation of like, what does success look like to you? Are you going to say video views? That's all that matters. Video views. Okay. Or is it just engagements or page views to your own site? Like, referrals to your own site. Once we know that, then we can figure out, okay, well, what cost per engagement is going to be successful? It's not really apples to apples, right? If you do a Facebook ad campaign, that is obviously different than working with an influencer who you're getting brand new, unique content from. You're getting a distribution channel with a dedicated specific audience. You can even repurpose their content on your own channels. And I think That's something that's like way undervalued in the industry, but then you can do a cost per engagement, a cost per view. And and those still exist just like you would if you had your own video that you put on Facebook, you know, and you can then put it in the same Excel. And I would bet (laughs) because just based on our other clients, like the influencer content always outperforms the brand's content. And now with influencers, creating videos so often, they know the latest trends. And so (laughs) they can kind of keep on top of that. They want their content to perform well because they want the algorithms to still care about them. (laughs) They have every incentive for the content to be amazing and no incentive to underperform. So I think if an influencer, you know, if you're hesitant about using an influencer, ask them for recommendations from other clients. Like, okay, I saw on your channel that, you know, you worked with Fairmont or you worked with Marriott. Can you get that, whoever you worked with to send us, you know, a recommendation for you? Or can you put us in touch with them? Um, You know, you're hiring them just like a job. So go ahead and treat it like that. And it's interesting too, to hear you say that they want to succeed and they also want to partner with folks to build trust and credibility for their followers. So you watch the content on social and you think, oh, that was, that looks so easy and what a fun trip. I was going to ask you, because you're mentioning a couple different things. Is there a particularly memorable collaboration that comes to mind that was really fun or just pops out in your brain as a, as just a really great partnership and collaboration that you've done in the past or recently? Yeah, we've, We've done a couple of these things called Insta Meets where we get a bunch of Instagrammers together. They meet up in a particular place and share. What I like about them is they can, one, tell their followers that they're going to be in a specific place. These always end up creating some great relationships that that then they end up oversharing on the trip. So the clients are really happy. But one in particular that we've, we've done this now, we did it four years 
every single spring with Virgin Atlantic and Visit Manchester in Britain. And um, it was a different city that Visit Manchester had a new direct flight from. So San Francisco, Boston, New York, Los Angeles. And we brought all these different kind of niche influencers. So we had some that were like adventure influencers, some that were more like photography, heavy lifestyle, hotel influencers, foodies. And we brought them, like flew them direct to Manchester. So they were able to talk about virgins, like in-flight experience and the lounge experience, and then getting to Manchester and, you know, just how different Manchester is from London, you know, like it's, it's so different, has a completely different scene. And then we would have these little get togethers in all different places in Northern England. So Liverpool or even over in Wales. And they were just always so fun. I mean, Virgin is such a fun client in general, but Manchester is so quirky and everyone that works at Visit Manchester would just like really roll out the red carpet for these influencers to just have the best experiences. Um, And I think where the campaigns always seem to kind of go above and beyond is that all of the partners, the hotels, the restaurants, um, the activities that we were working with, they all really participated too. So they would send someone from their team to the meetups. They were kind of joining in on the conversation on Twitter or on Instagram, linking to all of the different influencers. So the influencers were then resharing those partners and it just, it was electric every time it happened. I think when in doubt, try to make the experience amazing and the influencers will provide even more content. That sounds so fun. And listening to you talk, instead of, you know, launching the new flights or saying, this is what Manchester is and this is the marketing that I'm going to put out there. Now you have several perspectives, several conversations in several points of views about what Manchester is and what there is to do and how you get there. It really broadens that message is kind of my takeaway from listening to you. Yeah, absolutely. And some of the influencers had their audiences like were crossover, right? So we had some people that were in San Francisco that we noticed, you know, 40% of their audiences were the same. And the reason to do that is because then their audiences had crazy FOMO, right? (laughs) Fear of missing out. Like, (laughs) wait a second, you know, one of my favorite influencers is in Manchester right now. And then you keep scrolling. Wait, they're also in Manchester? Like what, what is in Manchester? Why do I need to go right now? Like, I feel like I should be there with them. And yes, that, that part is really fun. How do you choose the right channel? Because, you know, whether it's YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, certainly I feel like I need to get on more channels (laughs) or at least maybe I need to download TikTok. I'm a little behind. Oh my gosh, download it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you'll waste hours of your life, but it is, (laughs) it is so, it's such a unique platform. It's learning of what you like makes the for you page. That's why it's so almost intoxicating, right? Because it it knows what you want before you even know that you want it. (laughs) I love it. No, a lot of people have told me that about TikTok, that you have to get on it. Although I see a lot of the reels posted on Instagram, which is typically my predominant social media platform. But, you know, with all the different avenues, I'm sure there's different ways to attract different consumers. But do you have to be across it all or can you specialize? Like, how do you, how do you pick your channel? 
Yeah, I would say definitely specialize. Don't try to do it all. Even with influencers, not all influencers are created equal, right? Not all of them are on every single channel. So if you're a new, like if you were a new budget airline, let's say, and you're flying out of Burbank to random destinations, you just need awareness that you exist, right? So it might be really great to partner with some people who have a high probability of going viral on reels or on TikTok because the algorithms are not just about their current followers. It it really is about what people like, and then the videos kind of find them. You're going to be able to increase that awareness very quickly. If you just decide to do like a static post on Instagram, unless you put, you know, a big budget behind that one photo you're just not going to see that high of a reach. What you did three months ago might not work anymore. And as frustrating as that is, you know, even Facebook, I would say, unless you're going to put some ad dollars behind it, you might not have the success that you want there. But then, you know, kind of going back to those blog posts and and the long SEO benefits that you can have, you know, if if you're like, okay, we're really going to dedicate to just making sure that our property is on the first page of Google anytime someone's searching. And this is a a six to eight month commitment we're making. Like be realistic, like it's going to take time, but it will pay off. How does a budget like this in partnering with an influencer differ from traditional marketing budgets? If someone were just to think of, okay, I want to start partnering more. I want to get into this. How do I look at my spend in traditional versus online influencer social? Yeah, I just saw an interesting um, graphic. It was basically like a traditional publication was $50,000 included like a full page ad. So that's an ad that you, that goes into, you know, the traditional magazine. Maybe it's seen by, let's say their circulations, 2 million people. We know tons of clients. They'll say like, Our board loves those ads, but you can do no defining success by that, right? Once, except for the 2 million subscribers, there's no way to track what those people did. There's no way to say they spent X amount of time with your ad, but with influencer content, I can tell you all of that stuff and more. (laughs) Like it's so exciting, right? Um, For $50,000, you could have four to eight influencers visit your destination, create... 200 pieces of content and reshare it across all of your platforms for months up to years, you know, whereas that one ad was kind of a one hit wonder. You know, you can look at the comments on an Instagram post and, and go to each individual person and be like, who are these people? Like one, you know, they said they're going to Maui next month. Okay. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and start commenting on some of their posts. Like you can start having a direct interaction with a potential customer, whereas with that traditional ad, you never could do that. Well, I think it's about data too, what you mentioned. I think in general, <laughs> that's so important to everything that we're doing and making decisions. I know at Expedia Group, we try to lean into a lot of data and analytics to help make the most impactful decisions for your property similar to what you're saying, right? Just you need to understand, is it working? Who are these customers? Because I think knowing more about your customer is also of utmost importance. 
how you're going to, how you're going to market and who, who is your current customer and who could be your potential future customer. That is going back to your, like what channel to go in. That's an interesting thing about TikTok right now. <laughs> the highest new user of TikTok is over 35. Again, like you said, it all goes back to the data. I mean, TikTok releases so much data about what their users are doing and how much time they're spending with each piece of content um, that if you're hesitant about it, you know, that can quickly dispel, I think, any hesitation. So it sounds like you're talking to me with that. It's time to download TikTok. I'm talking to you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I'll get on it this weekend. Um, So a couple more questions. You have a really unique vantage point with your experience in hospitality, lifestyle, travel. Where do you see travel influencer marketing evolving with the industry? Like what is uh, the next couple of years potentially look like for this marketing niche? Yeah. So group tours kind of led by or hosted by influencers has been building steam for several years. But this year I've just seen this trend like explode. And it doesn't matter how many followers they have. It's like people with 10,000 followers or 500,000 followers are introducing these group trips. I think after the pandemic, just everyone wants to know that the money they're spending is going to give them an amazing experience. And they want that reassurance that it's going to be great, right? So if the influencers are hosting it, you have to think, okay, they've vetted the experience. They've probably done it before. They're taking me to all their favorite places. I really think that's going to continue to build. And hotels can really capitalize on this by having influencers organize their own unique stays. Like, wouldn't it be interesting if you clicked on the hotel property website and instead of just like the best family adventures or, you know, like Memorial Day weekend, like, no, it was you know, Bond Traveler's Guide to Staying Here or the Bucket List Family's Guide to Staying Here. And, um, you know, you can do everything that they did and know it's great. And then even maybe work with the influencers to sell that stay. But just getting a little bit more refined and intentional about how you're using the influencers to, to actually sell these products, going beyond the inspiration phase. We define group trips and it is kind of unique per influencer, but usually it's capped at around 10 attendees. So it's a very personalized itineraries and and it's small, right? So you're not having to lead hundreds of people through Marrakesh's, you know, main square, whatever. This is just 10 people, but yeah, so pretty small and, um, and influencers are always traveling with them. So There's one in particular, Alex in Wonderland. She just got back from an incredible dive trip. So the whole trip was around, if you're not dive certified, you can get dive certified on the trip. Plus we're going to these three unique dive spots. And, you know, she's selling them for like more than $3,000 a piece. So she's kind of vetted all of the experiences, right? She's stayed at all of the hotels before. She's done all of the dives before. Those type of travelers also like to do yoga in the morning. So maybe before a dive, they're they're getting up for sunrise yoga. They're just adding the little things to each day that make it really unique and um, an experience you're going to talk about for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. And I liked earlier how you touched on, yes, it's the food and the amenities, but you can also 
work with them to talk about the sustainable efforts at the property or how you're giving back or whatever it might be to show, you know, whatever it is you're trying to communicate to your audience in an authentic way. So I love that. Yeah. I mean, I would say if you're a hotel, like look at the year going forward and think like, what are your pillars that you want to talk about? And just make sure that you have one to two influencers per pillar at different times of the year. We're recording this at the start of Pride Month. And I know a lot of influencers, they're LGBTQ. They get inundated with requests to talk about the brand just during June. But wouldn't it almost be more impactful if you had them talking about you in September too? or December, you know? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Shows that commitment. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It almost comes across worse if you're just using them during this one month. Jade, we want to shift gears and wrap up with a few fun questions. So I'd love to get your thoughts on these, kind of whatever comes to mind first. Um, And we, we just just touched on this a little bit, but if you have anything else to add, or if you just want to refer back to what we just chatted about, but What do you see as the next big trend powering the travel industry? I think for everyone across the board, hotels, airlines, there's so many options now of where you can stay, how you can get there, that the more specialty uh, experiences you can have, the better. So an ordinary property isn't where someone's going to choose to stay what is going to make someone talk about you for airlines? Most people only talk about their experiences when it's bad. (laughs) I think when we can start thinking more about our customers in that way and thinking about like loyalty, then you're going to have to do a lot less spending on selling to them. Right. Cause they already want that, that luxury experience. It's a theme that's come up on a couple of podcast episodes about how to have people recognize the value, feel unique, feel different, feel special, feel a part of something when they travel. And I think when they're watching the content, right, they also want to see that. They want to see it come up, come to life and also think if I do that same thing, I'm going to feel that same way. I think that's very fascinating that that's something we continue to hear. So what is one item that you cannot travel without? Within the last six years, my daughter... I had to travel pretty quickly after having her. I mean, she went on our first trip at about six weeks and, and over 200 flights before she was two, because I just, I had to put her, you know, wear her and take her with me. And, and she is the best traveler now and going either new places or places I've been before and, and watching it through her eyes has enriched the travel experience for me so much. I love that. And I'm like, bravo to you for traveling with her so young and so consistently. I think sometimes parents can feel a little overwhelmed about traveling, especially long haul flights, but I love that you're doing that. That's that's incredible. Okay. And then finally, what's your most memorable trip? I'm sure this one's going to be hard for you, but if you had to pick one. Yeah. So if I had to pick one, I would say the fairy tale road trip in Germany. So I flew into Copenhagen um, with my husband and daughter, and then we drove down south and we visited so many places from the Grimm's Brothers fairy tales, like, you know, that were inspired the stories. So we went to Hamlin. We saw like the Pied Piper town. My daughter was like four years old and my husband is dressed as Prince Charming and she's dressed as Cinderella. And like, that's just an experience I'll never forget. I mean incredible. What an incredible trip. Oh my gosh. I love that. 
Okay. And Jade, I've learned a ton today. You can tell by all my questions. I was very excited <laughs> to learn a lot more because this space is just very fascinating. It can feel overwhelming. And I think you just brought a lot of clarity and purpose behind using um, this channel and, and partnering. So if partners are interested in working with you, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Yes. Yeah, so they can go on our website, travelmindset.com. Um, we have a get in touch page there, or you can email me specifically jade at travelmindset.com. As I've been chatting, you can see I love to talk about this. So if you have any questions or concerns or or just like, hey, I thought about doing this, you know, I love the brainstorming. I love kind of coming up with different unique ideas. So happy to do that. What an insightful conversation. It was so interesting to hear the variety of ways across the entire industries where influencers can be partnered with. And what really stood out to me was the ability to use specific influencers to target the types of travelers that you might be looking for to grow your business. You know, I also thought it was powerful that you can really get into the details of your brand strategy with an influencer and co-create or tell your story together. And as someone who loves data, <laughs> it was great to hear Jade talk about how you can not only see the results of your partnership and the ROI with an influencer, but also who your current and future potential guest might be. Yeah, it's so interesting, right? And I think five years ago, would you say, hey, this is gonna be a super measurable return? I don't think that we were there yet, but we're there today. And if you compare that with other ads or a traditional brand-driven social media campaign without an influencer, you'll see that there's some really healthy return there. And something to your point, Sally, where you can really target the customer that you like. It's about elevating this customized experience. Like the same themes keep coming up in these episodes. And if you think back to one episode to Aaron Zinzer, and you think about the importance of really paying attention to your travelers and making sure they're getting value for the money they spend, it all centers on making sure that they have a personalized and customized experience. It is not a race to the bottom. It is not, hey, how much can I discount this rate or this airline ticket or this car rental daily fee to be profitable, it's how can I maximize the experience? And I think that pivot away from the race to the bottom is when travel is going to get even more fun. I think for the past couple of years, you know, it's been a focus on exclusive deals, but it's really about how can I connect with the traveler? How can I speak to them in the language that they want to hear, whether that is a literal language or that is uh, by using a personality to influence them to come stay at my property. This is a really cool chapter and I'm excited that we can bring this to the audience. A final question I have, Sally, I heard it referenced a couple times. Um, have you downloaded TikTok yet? Brandon, I did it. Yes, I downloaded TikTok. Tell me more. Even, I don't even know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. Uh, it's pretty incredible. It's been a lot of fun. So I have Jade to thank for that. But actually, it's been pretty interesting. I'm following a lot of people that are travel influencers. I'm searching a lot of destinations. I'm learning a lot. But oh, my goodness, you, the, the scrolling, it's got me. Okay, so a lot of my friends, my family, they have TikTok. And I'm listening to the episode yesterday. And I'm just like, do I do it? I'm worried I'm going to get lost in this thing for hours. But I mean, I think that there's going to be some cool travel content I find along the way. There is so much more to unpack here and more potential to dive in this topic again in the next season. This is something that you want to hear more about. Certainly something that we can go and source more opinions and guests on. So stay tuned. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Powering Travel. 
We want to hear from you. So connect with us at poweringtravel at expediagroup.com. Subscribe to get notified when new episodes are live and be sure to rate and review the show. A huge thank you to everyone powering travel. Thanks for listening.